Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and I'm so excited to be here today because we are talking about season five, leadership versus management. And many of you may wonder why in the world is Anika having a podcast about leadership and management? I don't talk enough about who I am and why I am taking such a major shift in the podcast this season. Well, I am completing my doctorate in industrial organizational psychology. And for those that may not know, it is workforce psychology. We study workplace dynamics. We study employee satisfaction. We study leadership. We study um, human resources. We study all the aspects of work, of people and work and remote work, leadership, um, you name it, artificial intelligence. We talk about it. And as I am furthering my career in IO, I am integrating my knowledge of mental health and positive psychology and other forms of psychology to blend it into this season's podcast. And I'm really excited because in the last four seasons, we have allowed entrepreneurs from around the world to come talk about whatever it is that they wanted to share with the world. And we've had entrepreneurs from Canada, New Zealand, England, India, it's been so exciting because my motto is nurturing diverse leaders and we've had diverse leaders on the podcast. So why not just go all the way to leadership? So as we take this, this shift this year, one, we're going to go video. And many of you know, that makes me super anxious because I am not a video person and I am overcoming my fears so that we can reach more and teach more. So, hey. We are also going to post this season's um, podcast on YouTube and even maybe Facebook Live. You, you just never know what's going to happen with your voice, your power with Anika because I'm sporadic like that. But we have to keep you on your toes because the world is spinning and so is leadership. So this season, we are going to be talking about leadership but also social stigmas. We are going to talk about daddy issues, single parenting, um, what else? Nurturing diverse leaders, tools to remote leadership, the breakdown of human capital, management versus leadership, networking, and the power of people. We're going to talk about owning your own development, taking responsibility for where you are in your life and where you really want to go. The responsibility of leadership. Oh my goodness. Do you know that there are many people who are leaders and some of them are unintentional leaders. They happen to be influential by accident, but they're not responsible. So we're going to break down the responsibility of leadership. And I am so looking forward to that podcast. Inquiry-driven leadership. I'm just looking at the leadership topics, but I got to go over to our other section so that we can see the other topics. I hope you're excited because I'm super excited because you know our panel discussions are always right on time and they take a life of their own and a mind of their own. So just get ready. Overcoming societal stigmas. You know, I specialize in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And my research has been on 
women of color and why women of color are leaving corporate. When we talk about societal issues, we're not just talking about identity, which is another topic. We're not just talking about identity. We're not just talking about toxic work culture, but we're talking about societal stigmas such as disability and how it is perceived, uh, mental illness, and how we are in a crisis right now, a, a mental illness crisis where we don't have enough providers, yet everyone is struggling. People are struggling with trauma. People are struggling with you know loss and grief. And we have to stand up and we have to respond to what is happening in the world. But that starts with mindset. And so as we talk about overcoming societal stigmas, we're going to talk about what those stigmas look like and what we can do to respond better. So I'm looking forward to that. The status of DEI from a Black lens. Now, as I stated, we are talking about diversity, equity, equity and inclusion this season. And DEI, depending on what sector you're in, you may or may not even know about it, but you have diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, justice, you may see different terms with this and organizations are adopting new policies and procedures to ensure that their employees feel included and also to ensure that there is equity in hiring and retention and promotion. And back in the day, you may have heard about affirmative action and people often think these are the same things, but they're really not. Unfortunately, these policies and procedures should not even exist. We should not have to tell somebody that it is their responsibility to treat everyone the same. Yet, here we are having the same conversations over and over again. So when we break down the status of DE&I from a Black lens, we are going to talk about what African Americans think about DE&I and what role we play as Blacks or African Americans in corporate and what that looks like in society. And I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything, but I can only imagine what's going to come out in that episode because I got thoughts and they're already ringing. They're already ringing. So I am like super excited. I'm, I'm like getting giddy about this season because this season has been put on hold several times because I don't know if you know that I have lost two of my brothers in the last 60 days. And so today is actually one of my brother's birthday in heaven. So happy 48th birthday, TJ. And TJ was a podcaster and he supported this. So I hope you're watching and this is for you. Um, another topic, back on topic, y'all, I'm sorry. Another topic that's coming up this season is the future of entrepreneurship. So many of you who listen are, are um, avid listeners. Thank you uh, for listening for four years, almost five years now. But the majority of you are entrepreneurs. And so when we talk about the future of entrepreneurship, what does that even look like? You know, in the last four years alone, entrepreneurship has, it, it skyrocketed. You know, people have left the workforce, some for time freedom, some because they're sick and tired of being mistreated, some because of COVID, some because of parenting, needing to be home, needing to be available. There are so many different reasons why entrepreneurs are, are it right now. But the reality is that women-owned businesses fail within the first five years. So with that statistic, 
what does the future of entrepreneurship look like? You as an entrepreneur, are you trying to scale to own your own empire? Are you trying to scale and, and hire more people? Are you trying to transition from, you know, solopreneur to empress? What does the future look like in entrepreneurship? We're going to break that down and it's going to be awesome. So another topic, which is my heart and soul, identity formation. Now, I post about identity formation a lot of times and I get crickets because I get it. No one knows what that means. For me, it's natural when I talk about identity because I don't know why, but it's just always made sense to me. So I'm gonna add a little context. As little girls, little boys, as little children, your identity, your, your personality, your self-concept is formed between the ages of two and four. That is where the core of who you will be is created. And so as we embark on our journeys in life, as we grow, as we mature, as we go through different things, that identity is impacted. And so who you are has a lot to do with your environment. It has a lot to do with what's happened to you. And as Steve Harvey says, a lot of your success or failure has to do with what you've done with what's happened to you. So when we talk about identity formation, we are breaking down the factors that contribute to who you are. And for women, especially imposter syndrome, and, you know, as an entrepreneur, confidence, courage, and conviction, they don't exist when your identity is impaired. And many people don't understand what impairment means, but trauma, you know, re re not resilience, adversity. These things impact who you are and how you show up in the world. So if you are trying to create a brand, if you are trying to have a brand identity, if you are trying to um, convey your products and services, or you're just trying to show up every day and be confident and tell the world who you are and what you can do for them, that may be a problem for you if your identity is impaired. So for our podcast, Identity Formation, we are going to break down the factors that impair your identity, how to overcome that adversity, how to be the resilient leader that you were born to be, and how to just break those barriers, those concrete ceilings, those um, glass ceilings, all the other ceilings that exist to try to stop you from being who you were destined to be. We're going to kill it. We're going to kill it, steal it, and destroy it. So identity formation, look out, check out the website, get ready, check the dates because it's coming. It is coming. Generational limits, breaking through. Now we have generation XYZ, EFD, whatever. I'm not going to tell y'all what generation I am because I disagree. I don't believe in the mapping. I think they got the years wrong. So we're just not going to say until that podcast. But we're talking about breaking generational limits, breaking generational curses, how we can break cycles. So generational limits breaking through, it's coming to you. Asking for help, strength, or weakness. 
This is the first panel that's going to be coming to your airwaves. So when we talk about strengths and weaknesses, we are talking about vulnerability, partially. You have some people who believe that being vulnerable is weakness. However, being vulnerable is a strength and emotional intelligence is a strength. And so we're going to talk about um, asking for help, when to know when to tap in, when to delegate, when to SOS and say, I need help. But also in asking for help, we're going to talk about what does help even look like? Because support may mean something to someone. It means something completely different to someone else. And in this day and time, everyone needs more support. Sometimes you are being supported, but it's not the kind of help or support you think you need and you may reject it. So we're going to break these concepts down in this podcast. And I'm excited because asking for help, strength or weakness, you'll have to listen and see. And how to dominate as a leading woman of color. As I was coming up with these topics, I had to think about challenges that I face. And if I'm facing them, I feel like there are other women out there who are facing them as well. And there may also be men who are facing the exact same challenge just from a different perspective. If it applies to you, hey, it's for you. Dominating as a leading woman of color. I use the word dominate a lot because sometimes women of color are perceived as authoritative or intense or aggressive. And that's not even the intent. Women of color are often intense because our lives are intense. We have to be very intentional and purposeful about what we say, what we do, and how we show up. So dominating as a leading woman of color, that is what that podcast panel is about. And I'm hoping that we're going to have different women from different cultures that will be able to express what a woman of color is supposed to be per society, per culture. I'm hoping we'll be able to explore that conversation more so that we can bring value to you, to your organization, to your community, because these are conversations that I feel need to be had on a regular basis. And so we're going to provide the platform and hopefully we may even continue these conversations multiple times because there's enough content and there's enough um, that needs to be said about it. So just wait and see. Another one coming to the airwaves this season is conversations with angry Black women. One of the reasons I'm having this podcast today is because a lot of people don't understand these topics that I'm talking about. And so I want to break them down. But conversations with angry Black women, it's stereotype versus reality. I titled it conversations with angry Black women because you have some people that when they think of a Black woman, the first bubble that pops in their head is anger. And one of my favorite movies is Inside Out. <laughs> and you have anger, joy. Um, I want to say fate. No, I might be making stuff up. But I was actually joy one year for Halloween because those emotions are so real. But ultimately, angry Black women are not angry. It's just communicated as such because sometimes... Um, Black women may be more authentic or may, I'm not going to say authentic, but transparent 
you know, maybe they say what they feel, um, they feel what they say, and they're extremely intentional. Who knows? I mean, that may or may not be what the perception is. However, this conversation is open for interpretation. So we are going to have the conversation. The angry Black woman stereotype, it depicts women as loud, blunt, and rude. But we're going to explore the historical perspectives and the cultural expressive dynamic plaguing Black women in society, work, and relationships alike. So just imagine what's going to come out of this. I, I don't want you to be scared of these conversations. I don't want you to be scared of these topics. And I don't want you to not register as a guest or expert because you feel like they're controversial. That is the point of these conversations. They need to be had. So let's have them. Confidence killers. I hope you're feeling the vibe here because we're talking about identity. We're talking about leadership, management, toxicity. You know, we're talking about all of these things. And, and with that comes confidence killers, threats and opportunities. Confidence killers, <laughs> they have different faces. They have different names. Some people call them dragons. Some people call them people. Some people call them aunt, uncle, father, mother, grandmother, grandfather. It doesn't matter. Some people call them society. Some people call them police. Whatever it is, let's have the conversation. Because I've had many, many, many people say to me, Anika, you kill it. Why are you so insecure? Why are you scared to be on camera? Why don't you put out your coaching package? Why don't you have, you know, offerings? Why, 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 why? And the answer is confidence killers. Because social media itself can be and is for some a confidence killer. People feel like they have the right to do and say whatever they want to other people without taking responsibility for the impact it has on the other person. And it's very, very easy nowadays to hide behind your device and say things to other people without thinking about the impact. And as an entrepreneur, you are vulnerable to the rest of the world. And you're putting something out to the world and it is your work and it is often your best and it can be chopped up and chewed up and spit out in three seconds. And so when we talk about confidence killers, I want to, to talk about breaking the mold, like helping people, entrepreneurs, women, whoever overcome confidence killers and, and dig in beneath the surface to really see what is impacting your confidence so that you can take your power back, overcome it, and, and just be that force that you were designed to be. So confidence killers is coming, is coming your way. How to monetize your fears. People may not understand what that means. Monetizing your fears means doing what your heart is telling you to do. And many of us are marked. You may be marked for ministry, you may be marked as a coach, as a therapist, as a medical professional. You may be marked, you know, in a relationship. God may have put you on this earth for a specific assignment and it may make you uncomfortable. It may scare the wits out of you, but it's what you're meant to do. So when I talk about monetizing your fears, I'm talking about this right here. I have panic disorder performance anxiety. I do not like being in front of anyone. 
I can record podcasts all day long. I can talk into the mic. You see me bending over the mics over here. I can talk into the mic. I can talk on the phone. I can talk in a small group, but you put me on a stage. I used to be a clarinet performer and I had to quit because I had performance anxiety, but I was not diagnosed until 10 or 15 years later. And so not understanding your fear, not understanding why something scares you, not understanding your insecurities. It is something that is plaguing people and standing in their way of their destiny. And so how to monetize your fears? It's not about monetizing your fears. Like I'm scared of spiders. Let me go like work at a zoo. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how to show up and stand out and overcome that monster that's standing between you and your success. It's time. It is time. So we're going we're gonna to talk about and give you tips and tools on how to overcome your fears and break those barriers that are standing in your way. And ultimately, all of these are about how to be the change. How to be the change is a podcast panel that's coming up. And we just want to talk about how can you change the world? My model is changing the world one woman at a time. And I have strived to do that for the last five years. And I hope that I have done that in some way, shape or form. And leave comments, please. And leave reviews of the podcast. If, you know, either way, good or bad, I need to know what impact this platform has had on you. But ultimately, how to be the change, we will talk about um, roles, responsibilities, and ministries. And um, I'm excited. So I just wanted to to launch this episode today to explain the next season and what's to come and to get you ready for 2023 because these podcast panels are coming your way. And if you are interested in being an expert or just being part of the conversation, feel free to register on your voice, your power with There is a registration fee. That registration fee is $50 and it sponsors the podcast. We are looking to launch this podcast on other platforms. We are looking to potentially turn it into a show. So this season will kind of show us if that is the right path. And so I want you to be a part of it. I want you to participate. I want you to stand up and show out. This may also lead to in-person events. I don't know yet, but I'm just being obedient to what God is showing me. So I am happy to be back with my audience. I have missed you so. I have missed connecting with all of my speakers and guests because it fulfills me so much. So I want to thank all of you for your support this season and last season. I know um, I've, I've been off the map, but I appreciate all the love, all the cards, all the emails, all the support. And I'm back and I'm ready. And I hope that you're ready and I hope that you register, and I hope that you tune in, and I hope that you listen, because this is just the beginning. So from my home to yours, thank you all, and happy holidays. All the love. Stay powerful.